Hello and welcome to the next edition of Catherine Lorimer's Wellbeing Journey. Now, this week I'm taking a break from my telling my story of last year and the travelling I did and everything, and in favour of um, telling you all about my um, escapade to London. Um, and I went to the big black, no, that's wrong, the black dog Big Bash, um, which was absolutely awesome. So I just thought I'd share what happened there with you. Now, I'd already always heard about people going to various charity dinners and events and I'd always wondered what it was like and what happened and now I've been to one so I thought I'd do a podcast to tell everybody that wants to know what it was like and what happened. Now it was the one that um, Chris Evans took his shirt off at and Rod Stewart sold his shoes (laughs) so it was entertaining to say the least. Now I got into my little red car on Wednesday and started my journey down to London yet again imposing on the hospitality of my second cousin and I arrived there just before 7pm. The great thing about working on my laptop is I can work from anywhere so it gives me so much flexibility and my parents happily looked after Pippa for a couple of days. Now I worked in the daytime stopping for a 30 minute break to do some sprint rungs around the local park and then my working day finished I headed to check in at the hotel ahead of my exciting night. I arrived at Canary Wharf Station well ahead of the event time of uh, half past six and thought there were loads of tourist maps about because I'd found my hotel on them. Then I located where I thought that I should go for the Big Bash Do, which was at the Boysdale. So I headed in the direction of that address to check it out because I thought if I want to walk there later on, then I'm best knowing in the daylight exactly where I'm going. Now, I thought I'd found where it was, but I couldn't see any sign of it. So instead of kind of wandering around and looking a bit more, my new brave self wandered into the nearest building and asked the reception staff for directions, which the kind lady gave me. And I then found it okay. It's just inside the shopping centre on the right hand side and you head up the stairs. So I headed off then to my hotel. I was staying at the Britannia International and I have to say I wasn't really that impressed But I do think maybe that my last day in London at the Mayfair townhouse has perhaps spoilt me and I'll need to seriously upgrade my future hotel choice, I think. Now, the first thing that I did, having read a blog recently on applying makeup, was to treat myself to a sanctuary face mask. I brought the hot mud one with me and gave my face a massage at the same time. Then I ran a hot bath so I could ensure my skin was really hydrated before applying some Sanctuary Spa Lillian Rose body lotion. And then I got dressed, happy that my dress, which I hadn't been able to do up a month ago, now did up much more easily, (laughs) which is just as well. Although I did have the whole trying to reach behind my back and zip it because it's always quite difficult to do a dress up if you are on your own. But I got there and I headed to the venue and I met a couple walking in who were very friendly and immediately started chatting to me. Now, I wasn't nervous at all. I was actually really excited and looking forward to a night out. And I'm really looking forward to this event because I bought my ticket ages ago and I was really, really excited. And I think this comes across and it makes people want to start talking to you if you have a smile and positive energy about you. And we got the lift up with a personal security guard, which was also really exciting, a new thing for me. I arrived and the bar was absolutely packed at half past six. I could have got there much earlier instead of hovering around the hotel waiting for the right time. 
Everyone was already there. There was a buzzing atmosphere, everybody busy chatting, um, and I was offered a champagne cocktail, which was very welcome. And then I left the couple that I'd arrived with in the room, having registered that I was here, been given my table card number nine, and I went and stood at the other end of the bar. And I knew I would be on my own for a bit. And I looked about for someone to start talking to. And then I saw a lady, not a similar age, maybe a similar age to me, looking a little bit unsure. And she came across and stood opposite me. And she didn't have a drink either, which I thought was strange. So I walked across to her and asked, are you here on your own? Yes, yes, she replied. And I said, oh, so am I. Oh, great. I'll have someone to talk to, she said, replying. At this point, I caught her accent, which sounded American. Where are you from? I'm from Chicago. Flew in yesterday. Were you coming to London already? I asked. No, I came over here just for this, as I'm a big Rod Stewart fan. I'm not sure that's a particularly great American accent, but I am doing my best. Wow, I replied. My husband and, my husband and daughter think I'm crazy, but this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I replied. I'm not American, obviously. <laughs> so you took a chance. I drove up from Cheshire yesterday. I'm so glad I found you to talk to, she said. You're not on table 11, are you? No, sorry, I'm on table 9. You don't have a drink. Why don't you go and get one from the bar? I pointed to the glasses of whatever it was I was drinking. I should have probably asked, as actually it was really nice. And she went and got herself a glass and came back with a massive smile. I'm Lola, she said. My name is Catherine, I replied. We then chatted about our lives and our jobs She worked in paediatrics, and I said I was a cancer auditor. And now, if there is something in her seeing her small children coming in very sick, and my seeing my patients 10 years younger than myself, not very well, or dying, it makes you aware that life is really short and precious, and that you should make the most of it. And maybe her and I, both working in that industry, if you can call it an industry... It's a care environment, maybe is a better word. Maybe we're more aware of our mortality because of this. And we're keen to want to go and do the things while we still can do them. And she'd flown over yesterday and was staying in the same hotel as me. So we agreed that we walked back together. And she was wearing a lovely but slightly see-through dress. Very sparkly, the kind that Velma Kelly wore in Chicago. She said that she spent most of the night sewing it as she didn't want to be completely see-through. I didn't really want to kind of ask her what exactly she'd sewn because it'll look pretty see-through to me. And she complimented me on my dress as well, which was very nice of her. And she was so excited to be on Rod Stewart's table. And she was also a massive Virgin Radio fan and listened in the USA. So I pointed out some of the DJs. I saw Chris Evans chatting to someone, so I pointed him out. And Rachel and Vassos and Eddie Temple Morris to her. And then we headed off upstairs, as we were indicated we should, to find our allocated tables. And unfortunately, that was actually the last time I spoke to her. We all had our name cards out on the table, and I found mine and sat down in my seat. And I was quickly joined by the rest of my table, strangely surrounded by men. But hey, I was in the Young Farmers. I don't have a problem with that. It was fine by me. The advantage to being on a long table rather than a round one is that you can talk to everyone around you. And I was sat next to a lovely man called Lee from Twickenham, but I did have to ask him where he lived twice, despite the fact that I had lived when I was a student just up the road in East Sheen. 
and he worked for relief charity i think it was who provides support to disasters and they have currently been supporting aid to turkey and syria after the earthquake and he also was also into mountain climbing and then across the way was ken originally from brisbane but he'd lived in england a long time now and he ran some kind of insurance business and he brought most of his team with him as long with his lovely wife and his team felt spoke so very highly of him, and he had purchased a package for his wife and daughter for a pamper day, which was a lovely thought. And he seemed like a really nice guy, and I thought that I could happily work for Ken, and that if all bosses were like Ken, then the world would be a much happier place, and probably, I think, more work would be done because people were happier. Ken said that I should become an ambassador for the Black Dog Charity. <laughs> I'll think about it, Ken. Jane Middlemas was our host. She then joined the table and saw me and got up and we both gave each other a massive hug, which was really nice because I've posted on her feed a few times on Instagram. So it was lovely to finally meet her and she looked absolutely stunning in her dress. We had come, we had our first course, which was really nice. It was kind of beetroot dish. The red wine was flowing freely at that point. I hadn't eaten much that day and I was doing a really good job of keeping everyone's glass topped up with red or white in our little section. So I'm not entirely sure what else came with the starter. I'm going to be completely honest. The auction then started with the lovely Eddie Temple Morris giving a speech, welcoming us all to the inaugural Black Dog Big Bash and introducing Nicky Clark, I think it was, the founder of the charity, whose speech was interrupted midway by the arrival in true rock legend style of Rod Stewart. The first part of the auction, soon underway, with its successful Jeff, author Geoffrey Archer taking charge of the bidding. And now I'm not entirely sure what the lot or how this happened, only was that the first lot started with Rod Stewart taking his his pair of extremely sparkly, glittery trainers off, handing them to Geoffrey Archer to auction off, which he then proceeded to buy back and put back on, which was absolutely hilarious and really, really got the whole evening going. It was one of those rare moments in history. I'm sure that it will do a lot to promote the charity in the media, which is the whole intention and why it's so important. Now, Ricky Wilson, singer, lead singer of the Kaiser Chiefs, one of my favourite bands, could be seen at the next table to us. So I took some snapshots of him and of Rod Stewart, like some kind of watchful stalker from a distance. Unfortunately, on resuming them in the sober present the next day, it was evident that I had consumed far too much red wine at that point to become any kind of photogenius, and a steady hand was clearly not within reach. Another couple of items were auctioned off and then we proceeded with the main course which was an amazing beef wellington um, and it was cooked to perfection and some mash and some vegetables and say the beef fillet was just simply divine and I am a massive fan of beef wellington. It's one of my favourite dishes. And there was another guy opposite who purchased a golf package day out and then next to me was a man called Jake who told us of his plans to do some kind of boxing thing i asked him if he was on instagram he replied yes so i passed him my phone and asked him if he could find himself on instagram then i'd follow him which he did and then we also got a photo taken together now he left early as he'd come on his own his friend had let him down at the last moment and his wife had just had a new baby of which he was immensely proud you could tell 
And then I got up to have a selfie with Jay Middlemass. And she said to me, that was Jake Quickenden you were sitting next to. He's really famous. He won X Factor. Another classic from me. And I, because I hadn't recognised him at all. I really, really am rubbish when it comes to recognising people who are famous. And then I recounted the story from my last trip out when I'd asked Dermot O'Leary what he did for a living. And that got a laugh from the rest of the table. The auction resumed, Chris Evans inviting the winning bidder to go to the breakfast show and read out the weather, which someone, I think, bet an incredible £24,000 for. Encouraged by the de-shirting of Chris as we had a glimpse of the whiteness in his former 90s self, an image, I have to say, Chris, that will long live in my memory. And again, making the papers the next day to promote the charity, which is what it's all about. The atmosphere at this dinner was amazing. People coming together and having a really great time. And after dinner, I wobbled over to Eddie Temple Morris for a photo shot and Ricky Wilson for a photo of him telling him I'm a massive Kaiser Chiefs fan and that I've seen them loads of times, which I have. Although I haven't seen any band, I don't think, as many times, obviously, as I've seen James Blunt. As I type... I do recall having told Ken that I would be building my own house at some point and it is true I do want to do that and I will. I just need to decide where to build it and I want somewhere with a view so I can sit and enjoy looking at the view in my later years, listening to all my podcasts and remembering, hopefully, all the things that I've done in my life because now there's an audio record of some of the things. And I think I'm spurred on to do this as I know someone who has Alzheimer's and is slowly drifting away too early. Now, Ken and I were chatting about coming back next year, so I do hope there'll be another big dog, black, no, big, no, black dog, big bash. (laughs) And I would happily add this to my yearly list of things I must do. Now, Lee and I talked about people and how there was a lot of anger on social media. And I said I thought we should all try to be a lot nicer to each other. There should be less thinking about ourselves and more thinking about other people, taking other people's opinions and feelings into account before we do or say anything. We have to remember it's not all about us and we shouldn't feel the need to seek admiration from others as we should get that from ourselves. And if this is something that you're struggling with, then take some time to look at what you don't like about yourself and change yourself. And you can do this by doing new things, taking part in new experiences, going to different places, spending time with your family and loved ones. Now, because this changes you and it changes the person that you are and you grow and you become better. Now, if you're lonely and you live alone, this can be tough. A local community support officer I was chatting to last week told me most of the call outs that they get are from people who are lonely. And we need to find a way to get these lonely people out, even if it's just by doing what my dad does and create walks for people to come, a chance for them to chat to each other each month and then have a pub meal out. Now, cheese and biscuits followed and we all piled in. I had a piece and I think it was um, black sticks blue. At least that's what I said it was. It looked just like it and it was very nice. And some oat cakes, I think they were. And then some lovely cocoa dusted sweet delights not really caring about calories at this point. (laughs) And they were simply divine and nobody else seemed to be touching them. So I had about four 
<laughs> and the one thing that I did notice was at this event was quite male heavy. So if it does go ahead next year, it'll be really, really good to see more females there and more single females vouching out to it. Because I'll be there, I don't know, and I'm single. I'll come and talk to you or come and find me and say, hi, I listened to your podcast, you know, and I wanted to come. Now, the auction finished. I headed down to the bar and chatted to a couple of people who had been at my table and the couple who I met on the way in as well. I'm sure I did ask their names. I just unfortunately don't seem to have any recollection of that information at this point in time or possibly ever. I then had a bit of a bop in the bar with a few people and I do remember one of them worked at the charity. I did ask her her name twice and what she did, but there we go. That's what happens when you've had um, a large quantity of red wine. Before heading back to the hotel though, and the whole evening had raised £85,000, which is a massive amount for such an important charity because mental health is a growing problem and it will enable the charity to take some of the financial pressures off it for a time. So if you're contemplating doing anything like this, then I would highly recommend it as it was an amazing experience and one of the best laughs and the best nights out that I have had for a good few years. Now, I'm actually doing a climb up Mount Snowden at night for Marie Curie in July. So if you do feel you were able to donate anything, even if it's just five or ten pounds, then it would be really appreciated and you can find a link to my Just Giving page on my Instagram post on my account. And if you haven't already found me on Instagram, please check me out. It's Catherine Lorimer1973 because that's the year that I was born. And follow me if you think you want to. And thanks very much again for listening to my podcast.